Hey mama, welcome to the Positive on Purpose podcast, where we help stress out moms, resist the guilt, and reframe with grace. Where we teach you how to dial down the negative and turn up the positive so that you can show up as the mentally fit mama you were meant to be. We are your hosts, twins, moms, movement makers, and coffee dates for life. I'm Jamie Shefke. And I'm Jules Philippi. Get ready to put your positive pants on and let's dive in. Wakey, wakey, it's Wednesday. Well, if you're listening to this on release day, it's a Wednesday. This is the Pause on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jules Philippi. That's right, just Jules today, one of your hosts. Um, my co-pilot and twinsie, Jamie, is on a work trip. Um, so I am here, I'm committed, ready to serve you, doing a solo episode today. Um, normally, I'd be drinking my Americano. Um, I think we talked about some honey lattes, some oat oh milk cutty lattes last week but in all honestly on all honesty I brought out the pre-workout for today's episode because I'm like I gotta bring the energy I am just one person today Jamie's not here to fill in any awkward silence lord knows that is the worst on a podcast so I am energized I'm ready to go and I'm coming on coming in hot off of a leadership development course um, that I just attended this past week um, so at my full-time job, I'm a community and culture manager, um, and I have the privilege to work um, within our employee success department, which has a leadership development program. Um, we actually have a director of leadership development. Um, I think most companies are kind of <laughs> leaning that way. Um, if you're not, you need to be. Uh, most people decide to either join or leave a company based on their leadership development or just employee development. So I'm really grateful for that. And um, I thought the topic that we had this week was just so fitting for our community. Um, It's actually on becoming a person of influence, um, how to positively impact other people's lives. And that's what we're here to do. We are positive on purpose. That's our intention and positively um, impacting not only our own lives, but the lives of other people and the other people in our life that we lead. Um, You know, you might hear that word influence or think influencer and you're like, oh, I'm not an influencer. That's not me. I have no following on Instagram and Facebook. That's how I want to focus on today. But I will tell you that one, if it's one thing I've learned, it's even if you have one person, like one family member, one child, one team member, like you have influence. You don't have to have thousands of people following you or, you know, hundreds of people that you lead in order to have influence. And this course in itself just really focus on increasing that influence. If you're someone that like is very new to that concept or maybe new a new leader or aspiring leader, like this is really going to help. And what I personally loved about this is we want to focus on these 10 impact skills to help increase your influence. And they come in an acronym. Um, If you're new here, Jamie and I are acronym geeks. It truly helps us learn. Um, You know, when we've learned in school, I made acronyms for when I was um, in my Bachelor of Science doing kinesiology. So many acronyms for that. I've had acronyms in other courses I've taken. And uh, my mentor and my manager um, is an acronym geek as well. So (laughs) this works out really well. And um, he actually put these 10 impact skills into the acronym influencer. Um, So I thought this would be really fitting to share um, each point, each um, of these 10 skills. You know, he thought he had mentioned 
we all talk about soft skills, right? Empathy or whatever it is. And he's like, I believe in impact skills. And I really like that. That really stood out to me. Um, so I thought that'd be fitting for today. I'm going to dive right in. I have so many notes, so you're probably going to hear my paper ruffle a little bit, but that's okay. I want to make sure I get you all the right information and give you some tangible tips to walk away with today so that you can in- increase your influence, whether it's as a parent, as a partner, as an employee, um, this should be super helpful. So let's get right into it. Um, Again, these are 10 impact skills to increase your influence. It spells influencer. So we're going to start with the first one, which is the letter I for integrity with people. So be true and be you. I remember when I used to listen to Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis, and they always were talking about um, how they would encourage their kids to have integrity. And um, they like the kids could literally repeat this back to them saying integrity is doing the right thing, even when you know no one's watching. And I was like, oh, that's so true. And I love this little analogy that he had given us in the presentation to say, imagine if like, let's let's use work as an example and people at work, like your team that you lead um, is videotaping your every move, everything you do, everything you say for an entire week. And you don't even, you don't know that they're doing this. And then you attend a Milwaukee Bucks basketball game. (laughs) Okay. I'm from, Jamie and I are from Wisconsin, okay? And the Bucks are a VA team. And let's say you're attending this Bucks game and, you know, the game's going, going, and halftime, right? Usually they have halftime entertainment. But instead of the regular entertainment, maybe some cheerleaders or dancers, what have you, they decide to put a video of what you just did the last week on the big old Jumbotron for everybody to see. And how would that make you feel? Or like, would you, would you have like, were you true to yourself? Like true, you know, who you are publicly versus who you are personally? Um, Did you show integrity in your work, in, you know, your conversations that you had with people? Like, dang, like when you think about that, um, that really puts in perspective, right? And Jamie and I have said this before of like, you know, we're group fitness instructors, we were both group fitness managers in our careers and and we always talked about, you know, what if you were in a group fitness class and the instructor comes up and holds the microphone to your head, like that, like the thoughts you were thinking about yourself, would you be proud of that, right? Um, and I think that's, you know, kind of the same concept here, like doing the right thing, even when no one's watching. And you have to have integrity with people in order for them to follow you, in order for them, for you to have that influence on them. Um, He shared the Martin Luther King Jr. quote, which I love is, the time is always right to do what is right, doing the right thing. Um, And I can confidently say that, you know, even working with him one-on-one as my manager, like I always feel, um, in our conversations that trust that integrity. Um, So that is number one, I for integrity with people. Number two is nurture people. Um, So nurture is care that is given to someone while they are growing and developing. Um, And I really like this one a lot. You know, again, in this course that we took is, you know, uh, geared towards the workplace, right? But, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think, 
you know, we talked about ways that we can nurture employees, or maybe it's nurturing your family members. Um, And he gave us some examples of like, you know, just paying attention, right? Noticing that like, if a friend or a coworker or somebody shared a new family photo, asking them personal questions about that, just showing that you care about them as a human being beyond a position that they have, beyond, you know, that relationship, like, you truly care about their growth, where they're going um, to help them get them there. Um, he also used an example of how you would treat people if you knew they were suffering. Normally, you know, a lot of times if somebody's going through a hard time, you're treating them differently, right? Um, so how can you show that to them all the time? Um, so I just thought that was, you know, Jamie and I really focus on that of like, how can we show people in our community that we care about them more? You know, it's more than just sweaty selfies and, and, um, fitness. It goes way beyond that. So, um, that is number two N for nurture people. Um, the third one is F faith in people. Um, we did an episode back, um, episode 19 on breathe it or borrow it, um, breathing belief into people. Um, he shared this question of, how does it feel when others doubt your talent or question your ability to deliver results? Or how does it feel when people doubt that you're a good mom or a wife or an entrepreneur or whatever that is? Um, That doesn't feel good, right? It feels kind of defeating. And, you know, you could take that both ways. It could like totally stunt your growth and stop you right where you are. Or you could say, I'm going to prove this person wrong, right? Um, so really need to show your faith in people, show that you believe in them, that they're capable. We talk about that here all the time. You are wildly capable of your dreams, of your goals, but it takes somebody to, you know, really show that you have that potential, that they know that you have room to grow. Um, and, you know, the best gift you can give someone is just believing in them. So that is number three, faith in people. Number four skill is a tricky one. I think especially in this day and age is listen to people, okay? (laughs) So we live in this world of distraction, um, this society of busy, speed, whatever it is. Um, I think a lot of times what prevents us from listening is is those distractions. And then I love this quote where you listen with the intent to understand rather than the intent to respond. So I think oftentimes people think, oh, while they're listening, they have to like come up with an answer and just they want to have the next word or they want to make sure that they have a response. Um, But I think there's so much power in just slowing down and listening with an intent to understand, maybe even repeating back what that person says to you. Um, I know Jamie and I do um, the Gottman Institute. Um, I think it's John Gottman, the Marriage Minute. They talk so many skills about listening for partners and spouses because oftentimes we don't do a good job at listening. And this is this is a really important skill. He even did this activity where he shared 20 words. And, you know, just to name a few, it was like sleep, nap, bed, pillow, sleep, rest, blanket, sleep. And so he did these 20 words. He said, listen in. And then he's like, what word did I say three times? And I was able to do it. I was like, yes. (laughs) No, I can't say I do this all the time. Right. But he said the word sleep three times and the word nap two times. And it's just amazing. Like, how how much better would our conversations, our connection with people be? Um, 
our relationships, all of that, because we're actually taking the time to listen to what the person is saying. Um, so I thought that was a really, really powerful um, example. And, you know, maybe that's something that in their next conversation with someone, you repeat back what they say to you. Um, I, I actually remember when I worked at the YMCA, we did this. Um, and the person would say something and we'd be like, okay, so I understand that you're saying, or it sounds like you're saying this and like literally repeating it back. Um, there's also a really good Ted talk on having better conversations and listening. I'll try to link that or put that in the show notes. Um, it's still relevant to this day <laughs> for that reason alone. Um, number five, um, understand people. So it kind of goes, um, in line with listening, but we did a generational um, differences activity and we had millennials, zenials, um, boomers, all the things, right? And we went through examples of things that, you know, our generation does, what we say. Um, and there really were a lot of similarities. Like we're not all that different, but we do have different perspectives, right? And, you know, I think sometimes that's it can be frustrating when you're from a different generation um, or you don't think you can quite relate. Um, but it really is important because at work, um, you know, different family dynamics, all that, you're going to come, you're going to, you know, work with different uh, differences like that in age, in, um, you know, the way people grew up and all those things. So it's really, really important to understand where people are coming from, Um as you know, like taking a walk in their shoes or just knowing that um, those generational differences um, can definitely help, right? Um, so that was understand people. The next one, impact skill number six, is enlarge people. What do we mean by that? It's simply growing people. Um, you know, I think I, what I love so much um, when my mentor had first shared um, his his beginning journey at my old job is he had been asked, do you have a plan for personal growth? And I think this is so, so important and not a lot of people um, have a plan. And even more so that you not only have a plan for yourself, but help others develop a plan. Um, I think that so often, you know, our team members at work, if you lead somebody or at home, they come to you with a problem. And so often we just want to fix it, right? Or just answer it for them. But in this case, to help them grow and think through it themselves, they should, we should be answering with questions, right? Asking questions rather than just being so quick to answer it for them. Um, Jamie and I will always say like, ask better questions, get better answers, right? Um, Maybe inviting them to come to a conference with you, a growth and development conference, maybe doing a book club for uh, a personal development book, self-help book. Um, maybe it is, you know, inviting them to a leadership course, taking an online course, um, sharing sharing a book that you, re you read that you think would benefit them. Um, I've, I've, Jamie and I have just been so fortunate to have people in our corner, in our community, in our careers that have done this for us. And now that's what we have been doing in our own community and what we encourage you to do, um, again, for your own personal growth. But in order to lead others, you have to lead yourself first. So, you know, start with you if you're new, again, to personal development and um Maybe you start with reading a book for yourself and then you gift that to somebody else. Um, if you've been on a growth journey for a while, maybe it's taking a couple people with you. Maybe it's mentoring people. 
Um, yeah, I love, I love this one. This is probably one of my favorites, just thinking about enlarging people um, and thinking about like, what resources do you have that could be leveraged to develop another person on your team in your family? Um, I think about that for my sons. Um, obviously, Ford's very young, but for Finn, like, you know, for my own emotional intelligence, I took an emotional intelligence course and then I, I, you know, went and researched Scholastic Book Order and found all the emotional intelligence books for kids and for toddlers. And, you know, we're talking a lot about feelings right now. And gosh, that applies both now as an adult and as a toddler. And our conversations and working through that has been really impactful and positive. Um, we're, we're able to work for a through big feelings now better than we were when he, you know, first turned four towards the end of three, who knows, it kind of all runs together. But that's just an example of like a family or like a family member or kid that you're leading, right? Or increasing your influence with. Um, or again, it could be at work um, or in a different setting. Um, I love, love, love this quote from Mel Robbins. Um, if you want to grow, stop hanging out with people who make you shrink. <laughs> I think that should be repeated. If you want to grow, stop hanging out with people who make you shrink. Okay. If you want to um, enlarge yourself or grow yourself, you have to put yourself in the room, in an environment with people that have gone before you, that can help you, that are um, encouraging you, motivating you as well. So number six was enlarge people. Number seven on my notes, navigate for people. Um, I think this is a really good one. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about mentors versus pro- protege or prodigies. Um, <clears throat> so like John Acuff had had this episode about um, a time machine and how you can save time by working with a mentor. Again, somebody that has gone before you, that has failed, that has spent more time researching, more time failing, more time doing the thing. If you work with that person, they're going to save you all that time that they spent figuring it out. Um, And, you know, I think so often, you know, he shared again in our careers, like feeling, um, thinking about a time where we felt disoriented or off track and how do we get back on track? Um, Or if that's the season that you're in right now, how can you get on track? Well, maybe it's working with somebody like a mentor Um, or, um, maybe it's a friend that you trust to get you there. Um, you know, maybe somebody that challenges you when you're feeling kind of frazzled or overwhelmed, um, they can calm you, but then challenge you to get back on track. Um, I think is really powerful. A mentor is a person with knowledge and experience to share with someone else, the the protege or prodigy, um, who doesn't yet have that, but who would benefit from exposure to, and that knowledge and experience, um, And then we even worked through like a worksheet of it and how to find a mentor. I think maybe Jamie and I will share an episode on that to come up if that's something you guys are interested in. Um, We mentor women in our health and fitness community. Um, We have our own mentors. Sometimes those are, again, people we literally work with, people we know. Some people don't even know that we exist, like a John Acuff that, you know, we listen to podcasts or, uh, you know, a digital course that we've taken. Those can act as mentors as well. Whoever um, has this experience, who has failed and succeeded um, and has gone before us, like those are great examples. So um, number seven again was navigating somebody that can be your guide, get you on the right track, save you time, um, will make a huge difference. And then you can be that 
for someone else um, as how you'll increase your influence of that. Impact skill number eight is connect with people. Um, we talked about connection um, with these human billboards and we did an activity of like, you know, either writing down a word or an image that describes you. And then we literally walked around the room finding people that like we didn't know and they could look at our billboard about ourselves and learn something about us that the two of us could you know, connect on. Um, but the challenge was for you to look at somebody else's billboard and ask them about it. Um, so that was just one example, right? Um, for like, he shared these ways to connect and, you know, just really making people feel seen and heard. Um, again, I think that goes back to listening, giving them a voice, um, initiating movement to their world. So we talked even like, again, in the workplace setting of like, an open door policy. And he's like, sure, maybe you're open, your door is open, but is anybody coming through it? Like you need to initiate the movement. You need to walk out. Like, let's just say again, we're at work. You need to walk out on the floor or around the office and make that, you know, initiate that movement, initiate that connection. Um, If it's at home, you know, you need to bring up the conversation, do a conversation starter, have some fun questions to ask your family. Um, Sometimes like we need to go to them and not wait for them to come to us, um, you know, to better connect with people Um, and share common interests and goals. So, when you have a common interest, it's easier to connect with people. Um, I remember this uh, when I was at one of our um, Wisconsin Athletic Club sites. We did a like a dog walk, like a wagon walk. <laughs> and I just remember like it being so easy to connect with our members and people I didn't know at all because they had a dog and I had a dog and we had that connection. And I'm like, this is, this is amazing. Like dog people are so easy to connect with. You, you have this common ground, right? And you're passionate about having these four-legged friends. Um, that's just one example, obviously. Um, but in our, like our health and fitness community, it is, we have a common interest of fitness and exercise and doing things that feel good to our minds and our bodies. And that helps us easily connect with other people. Um, So those are uh, just a couple ways of better connecting with people. The other one I really like, and um, this is a great example, if you're a leader, a manager, um, and well, for example, I had this as a group fitness manager where I had like 50 instructors that I would oversee. And sometimes to initiate that contact with them would, you know, try to catch them before class and after class. And what do you ask them, right? Um, Did the music work okay? Is the mic all good? Da-da-da, right? But we learned this in our leadership um, development was called leader rounding. Um, And, you know, it might happen once a year, once, well, not once a year, once a quarter, but there's just questions to ask, Um, you know, again, to just start the conversation, make sure you're regularly connecting with your people. So it was like always asking a personal question. There's another acronym within that, FORD, which I can appreciate, right? Family, occupation, recreation, or desire. So you could easily use that in any setting, right? Asking somebody a personal question about their family, the work that they do, uh, what they enjoy, any activities, and their desires, goals, or dreams. Um, And again, if it's at work, what's going well, you know, again, that's a positive thing not asking what's going, what's not going well. Um, And then what ideas do you have maybe to improve um, any suggestions? Again, we want people to make 
make make sure they feel seen and heard, right? So giving them that platform to speak up, raise their voice. Um, do you have all the tools or equipment or information needed to do your job? Um, or again, if it's a family member, like, do you have, like, maybe for my son, like, do you feel supported? Do you feel like you can talk about your feelings? All those things, especially when he gets older. <laughs> um, and then is there anyone who has been helpful to you lately that I can help recognize? I loved that question as a manager. Like not only am I trying to connect with this person and recognize their efforts, but then if they share another person that has helped them, that gives me another connection. That's a really powerful question. Um, so I just wanted to share that one. So, so good. And that's, again, um, connect with people. Impact number skill. We just have two more. Um, number nine is empower people. Empowerment is power given to someone to do something. Empowerment does not mean dumping assignments. Empowerment does, does mean giving your power to someone for the purpose of personal and um, organizational gain. Okay. You know, I really, I think that's a really important thing to note that like, not just <laughs> assigning all these things, delegating all these things, like, you know, really you want it to benefit them both personally, professionally. Um, and, you know, just giving them important work to do, not just dumping something that you don't want to do. Right. Um, I think he shared this example about like being, prepare to be like replaceable, um, which might be like weird to sit with. Right. But like, if you're empowering somebody and, you know, at some point, like you're continuing to pour into them and empower them to take on projects or responsibilities, eventually when you move on to your next role, you leave a company or what have you, they can replace you. And that's a, actually a beautiful thing. Like even like for my sons, I'll think too, like, you know, how many parents say like, oh my gosh, they don't need me as much anymore. Like, well, that's kind of the goal, right? You know, like if you're pouring into your kids, if you are helping them grow, expand, develop, like you're doing your job <laughs> and preparing them for a life outside of um, your house. And, um, you know, that works both personally and professionally, right? Um, I think ways to empower people that he shared, um, ask questions with questions or answer questions with questions. We talked about that already. Bringing three solutions. Some people like that. Some people don't. But again, to empower someone to come with solution-based, you know, be solution-based. So they're not just coming to you with problems and expecting you to answer. Like to empower someone, you're going to say, okay, I trust you to come up with two to three ideas, solutions, whatever it is, and bring that back for when we meet next. Um, and that, you know, I think is it gives people that boost that they need and confidence to know that, you know, you have that trust and belief right in them. Um, and then the last impact skill is reproduce people. Um, this is a really good example of another general manager that I've had. I've been blessed with amazing managers, but, um, she's definitely one that comes to mind that she developed and reproduced so many leaders and, um, uh, managers within our um, team and in our specific location with the athletic clubs. Uh, like literally, like we were like the running, that joke, but like we were the club that developed the most people like, oh, here's another person from the falls that, you know, um, that was like, our, that was our location that, you know, is taking on another leadership role or oh, there. Yep. Here's another one that like 
it was just promoted because she, she developed them. We had that culture that, you know, we really pushed each other to grow. And if you wanted a position, she was going to help you get there. Um, and now she's continued to reproduce all these managers and leaders so much recently that she moved into a, a director of leadership and development service um, talent position. And now um, a new general manager recently took um, her place, right? So she reproduced somebody. They are her successor. Um, that's huge. And, you know, again, that can go in any setting, right? That's a little more work related. But um, if you have influence on someone, you, you like even in Jamie I's health and fitness community, you know, we are health and fitness coaches and our goal is to reproduce more coaches to help more people to positively impact more lives right there. Um, so I know that was a lot. So I just want to recap. It is the acronym is influencer. I for, and these are 10 impact skills to increase your influence, right? I integrity with people. N, nurture people or care for people. F, faith in people or belief in people. L, listen to people. U, understand people. E, enlarge people. N, navigate for people. C, connect with people. E, empower people. And R, reproduce people. I just want to leave you with one question or one thought. What will people say about you? Five years down the road, 10 years down the road, what will people say about you, your influence, how you've impacted their lives? Consider that. Think about that. Share this episode if it helped you. Tell a friend. Share it to your social media. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for pressing play. And we can't wait to see the impact you have in the next day, in the next month, and year to come. Talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Mama, we know your time is valuable, so we appreciate that you spent it with us. If this episode resonated with you, go share it with a friend, or we invite you to post it to social media and tag us so we can express our gratitude. And together, let's live more positive on purpose.